song you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. What's up guys? How we doing? Welcome to Common Folk. How's it going? Pretty good. I think it's pretty good, right? Changing out of the seasons almost. We're just about there. Yeah. yeah. Just before we started here, you were talking about setting up the deer feeder. Yeah, yeah, the deer feeder. feeder. Yeah, yeah. We got that refilled, got a new mineral site set, and first night on the trail camera, we got some activity. So, mm. All right. So when's yeah. season? Uh, well, bow hunting starts uh, real short here, September. Really? Uh, yeah. And the rifle season, though, that, that's kind of what we're gearing up for. Uh, that's going to serve as a good segue here, right? The rifle mm-hmm. season, that's always in November. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought November, but then I thought maybe there was some small window that I didn't know about. But cool. right, or uh, bow mm-hmm. is early. Yep. Why do they do that? Uh, well, it, it's kind of a back and forth deal. Every every state has does it differently and has the right to do it differently. Uh, in Nebraska, our Game and Parks Commission just feels that that gives the bow hunters the first crack at it, you know, and it's way, way tougher to uh, fill a tag bow hunting compared to rifle season. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So it's a longer season. You get more opportunities, more days to work with. It's got to be harder. Okay, oh, yeah. gotcha. Yep. Yep. So basically we're giving them a leg up. Yeah, yeah. You could look at it that way. They're definitely going to be out in the field first. Okay. So, yeah. It's crazy to think it's not going to be long. It's going to start cooling off. Mm-hmm. Are we out there doing that? I don't know. I kind of like the fall, though. Yeah, for sure. Starting to cool down. Football rolls back around. I love the fall, but it just, I don't love the winter. So then I start getting in that mindset <laughs> of, oh, what's next? You're you're yep. looking ahead too far. I know. There, there's that sweet spot, right? We cracked the windows <laughs> the other day just for like a random yeah. day. It was pretty nice. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Yeah, so uh, no guest today. Back to kind of the platform that we started early on with where it's just the three of us kind of going through some what we consider kind of some common sense topics but mm-hmm. a lot of people may not so we like to kind of put our spin on it and, and our perspective um, and as you said you know talking about deer hunting and that what I wanted to talk about today was uh, surrounding guns I've, I've heard a, th- a few things out there they keep calling it like gun culture mm-hmm. um I don't know that it's necessarily that. Like, I've thought a lot about that. That, to me, feels like more like you're just all about them. Like, everything you do revolves around them and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, that's the word. The word culture feels like that to me. Yeah. Is that what it's meaning to do? Is it trying to put a negative spin on gun ownership? I kind of have that feeling that, yeah, that the way they're publishing it, it's it's like that. It's like, oh, these people are just all about guns. Gun it's all they want to do. Yeah. Well, then my, my real quick follow-up thought that just flashes through my insane brain <laughs> is, man, that's something that a, that a gun owner might wear with pride. Like, yeah, gun culture right here, boys. You know, kind of like yeah. the dr- Trump supporters. Okay. Like, I mean, they'll, they'll just pick that up and they will run with it. Like, hell yeah, this is gun culture. This is gun country. And then, you know, then that kind of goes into, okay, now you are being intimidating. Right. Okay, now you're, yep. you're giving fuel to the other side there. They're just, more than anything, I feel deathly afraid of guns you know right wrong uneducated educated whatever i think think that's where that comes into play and what that your terminology there been gun culture i mm-hmm. mean i i think that sounds a little aggressive i think so too i i was trying to think of a way to name it and maybe we'll get something 
get to something by the end of this because mm-hmm. I couldn't think in my mind what would be a good title for the podcast, but it, it wasn't really gun culture unless we did a play on that. But it was more kind of like just not even lifestyle. Like I don't even know what to say, but we'll yeah. we'll figure it out as we get into it. Yeah, I'm just thinking like American culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I don't know. The fact <laughs> is, is that, um, you know, we're all Midwest born and raised folks and have had, each one of the three of us have had our own experience with getting to know guns and, and how they exist and mm-hmm. and the lifestyle around them. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Um and just kind of just kind of give some people that perspective of this isn't like like most people out there are like us, not like all these things that you hear on the radio or on TV or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. There's uh, once again, it kind of gets back to something we've talked about in earlier you know shows where there's 15 percent really loud mm-hmm. on the extreme right. There's 15 percent extremely loud on the extreme left. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the majority of people are in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And I think you're spot on uh, with gun culture. <laughs> yep. I, I think even the your your most, we'll say, liberal, uh, shy away from that type of uh, lifestyle, they still recognize the need for uh, people to have gun ownership. Otherwise, you know, you really do just kind of open the door for some pretty catastrophic things uh, to happen. Uh, not once in the history, recorded history of humanity has it ever been a good thing in the long run when a government moved in and took away guns. Mm-hmm. You see Australia going through it right now. 100%, yeah. And this is one thing that I can't stand that I feel is disinformation, misinformation. Morgan, do you know the difference between those two words? No. I don't either. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> gee whiz, like, what are we even talking about here? But uh, <laughs> with the Australian thing, uh, you'll hear us out like, well... Murders by guns have gone down 85% since the government took away all guns. Okay, but armed robberies have gone up 120%. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, yeah. you're mis- yeah, they don't have to shoot anybody because they don't have to fire back because mm-hmm. no one's even allowed to protect themselves and their property, their right to life, their right to live. And that's where I have a big problem with anyone trying to take my gun mm-hmm. <laughs> right. out of my hands, you know? so I think that's where most of these conversations usually end up going is to self-defense and uh and crime mm-hmm. and so on and so forth that's usually where the conversations around guns go but really the bigger conversation what what's going on way more than all of that mm-hmm. is the recreation and the sport yeah, yeah. and the lifestyle mm-hmm. of uh you know the hunting and 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 it just being something that you know you grow up yeah. around so we'll certainly you know, the self-defense piece and that is something that I want to get into a little bit. But to start with, what I want to get into is I wanted each one of us to take a couple of minutes to talk about what do you remember as the first, your first interaction, how you were introduced mm-hmm. um, and, you know, kind of how you felt about that and then what it kind of what it turned into for you. So, Andy, if you want to start with that. Well, my first real uh, experience or the memory that I always kind of go back to uh, was uh, when I was 12 years old and for Christmas, you know, best day on the planet, right? And we burned through all of our gifts and we're just happy as all can get out, you know, me and my two younger brothers. And dad's like, where, didn't you get something else? I'm like, nah, nah I think we got them all. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my bad. And he forgot to put 
a brand new bolt action 22 beautiful uh, wood stock had a red look to it and he, I, I just knew exactly what it was as soon as he came out with that long skinny box you know mm-hmm. and so i tore into that and that afternoon uh that's just a memory I'll, I'll never lose uh me and dad walked up to ponca creek behind our farmstead and we just you know shot cans uh sighted it in and i mean it's just something that stuck with me forever and so that's my first experience is that bonding uh scenario with my father Mm -hmm. you know so it has nothing to do for me with in that moment self-defense anything other than family that's all i think of when i think of that 22 uh in christmas do you still have that gun you better believe it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i do and i'm actually planning on uh uh, we were pretty rough on stuff growing up, me, me and my brothers. Yeah. I'm planning on refinishing it, re-bluing the, the barrel, you know, the whole nine yards. So uh, it's on the, the honey-do list of my little projects that I have. Do you know out. off the top of your head what uh, model it was? It's from Canada. Really? It's, I think a leaf field or something like that. It hmm. wasn't – It wasn't an, and that goes to another point. It wasn't an expensive brand. Yep. It was just a bolt action that had a 10-shot clip that slipped in, slipped mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, I know the clip. I bought an extra clip for it, and it was uh, manufactured by Savage Firearms. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one of the bigger ones. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, Mayfield Savage or Leafield. Or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's probably one of their under. Yeah. yeah. So can you use it still? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, it's 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 fine. But yep. you just want to make it. Mm-hmm. I want to. Yeah, I want to restore it and make it kind of okay. Uh, get back to the the look that it had <laughs> when I opened it up mm-hmm. on Christmas. Yeah. So from there, do you feel like it um, kind of? sparked something in you that that made you feel like man I, I really enjoy this sport and and I want to learn more about it and then what happened next for me it, it really brought me into uh, and this sounds weird and, and I, I get it uh, but it made me just appreciate nature even more because we were out in it we were walking up and down the Ponca Creek and I just loved being out there mm-hmm. and uh, the 22 this little rifle was nothing more than just a tool to be able to experience that mm-hmm. um, and so, like, I, I get it, like, oh, you love deer, but then why do you shoot them to death? And right. It's like, well, no, that's a, that's such a small part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the 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 best part of every deer season is going home, seeing my brothers, seeing my dad, getting to deer camp, you know, talking, you know, having a few beers the night before, waking up, having that early breakfast. Those are the things uh, that matter most to me. And you know, now that I kind of look back at it, it probably started with, you know, uh, that my my experience, my personal experience. With that twenty two, and there's a hundred reasons. I mean, and we're I think we're going to go through that in another podcast. But as to why the harvesting of that animal makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But what you're touching on, what we're talking about here, is that that just that whole experience and yeah. what all that brings. Um, so if you fast forward to today and you've gone through all that, um, what does your gun cabinet look like now? Uh, full. We need another one. Yeah. <laughs> You're running out of space. Uh, and it's it's not even so much, you won't believe it, it's not even so much me because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. So I, I got my deer rifle. Mm-hmm. I got my handgun. I got my other handgun. I got my other deer rifle. I'm good to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Shotgun. Yeah I, got, oh yeah, I got a couple of shotguns. Yeah. But Ashley, believe it or not, she got into, uh, you know, I introduced her to hunting. She freaking loved it. She's crazy about it now. She actually got into the sports side of it. So she'll go do those three-gun competitions. So she has a oh. tricked-out automatic shotgun, uh, a couple 9 millimeters Glocks, Glock 17s, 
um, you know, all part of, of that goes into that side of things, which I never got into that. I still don't. That's more her bag. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of fun, though. I, I've tagged along and went through a couple of the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call them, not classes. I got a, I got a carry conceal, you know, permit and all that stuff. Um, but the courses, the competitions, they're fun. Like, I could get into them. It's just it never really turned me on. I, I'm, I fall more into the recreational uh, I'll go to the range or maybe to a, you know, a place to throw some blue rock, and I, I'm good to go. Yeah, it's more kind of like you for you from the sounds of it, the gun is is a tool. It's a means to an end of mm-hmm. something else that you're trying to achieve, as opposed to it being your. It's just part of it. It's just yeah. part of it. It's yeah. nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I have a, you know, some really nice firearms, but that's really not what, not what it's about. I don't yep. need a two thousand dollars shotgun uh, to to get the experience that I'm looking for. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I got a couple two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars shotguns that yep. I bought way back in the day. Sometimes I just prefer to use that. Yeah, yeah they you know probably I mean? work just as good. Exactly. Yeah. Is, uh, did you go through hunter safety when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. My dad was an instructor. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, he was. Yeah. So, you know, a real small class, my dad and some of my friends, you know, fathers that were kind of in the same situation, you know, that coached together, uh, they got together and decided to get their instructor's license. And about every three years, you know, when you got another crop of 50, 60 kids that would need it, they would teach the class. Huh. So. I don't know how many people know that. Um and I don't know what it's like in other states, but here in Nebraska, I think once you get to like what twelve, I think re- it's twelve. You're required to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And and I don't know what the classes are like today. I've heard from a couple of different people; they sound like they're still pretty decent. But I remember doing it when I was that age. Yeah. And it was really one of the greatest classes that I ever took in terms of like safety in the field, mm-hmm. where they showed you how to handle the gun, how to ha- how to hand it over a uh, a fence crossing. Right. You know, what to be looking at, where to be pointing, you know, all these kinds of things. And it, it was great for me. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, I mean, just you always have to handle a gun, a firearm, whatever, like it's loaded, like mm-hmm. it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Is If you never point that barrel where a catastrophic event couldn't happen, nothing catastrophic will happen. Yeah. Like yeah. you just always have to have barrel awareness. And that, But that, like you said, Ben, they really hammer that home and make you realize that early on. They do, for sure. So, um, Morgan, what about you? What do you remember? What your in, in your story will obviously be a whole lot different. First time you were around or or exposed or got any got curious or anything like that. I don't really remember the first time, honestly, because we grew up in the city. You know, just a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember always seeing my dad's gun in the closet mm-hmm. sitting there, um, obviously not loaded, never even knew where the bullets were, just younger. Um, but then obviously hanging out with you and, you know, you being around it and introducing me to things, I guess that would definitely be my first experience. But I mean, you bought me my first handgun shotgun right like mm-hmm. I, I don't have that story that Andy has so not that I feel like I'm missing out I mean I mm-hmm. think that would have been great but we just didn't live that lifestyle right. to to do that I had two sisters again my dad 
would go hunting randomly, I think. I don't even know what he shot. Has he ever told you that? Did mm-hmm. he ever? Oh, yep. okay. So I don't I don't even know that. It just wasn't a part of my growing up. But I also wasn't super curious about it. And so I don't know. So when you saw his, was it a like a shotgun or a handgun that you'd see in the closet? A shotgun. A shotgun? Yeah. Did did it make you feel safe, afraid, or just straight up indifferent? Totally indifferent. Like it just okay. wasn't even a, a thing mm-hmm. thing to me. Um, I guess I should have probably asked, like, why is this here? I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I didn't care. No, I feel a lot of things are like that where now it's a big deal mm-hmm. and we have to talk about it. we got to tell our kindergartners to talk about it. Too. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, man, it just wasn't a thing. We all... You see the, the pictures and <laughs> yeah. the videos of kids. I mean, they were in school before we were, where they're shooting in gym class. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And it was it was fine then. When, you know? I, when I was in grade school, uh, uh, the old cool kids, they would pull up to high school, you know, the ones that lived out of town, and a lot of times they would shoot a coyote or something. <laughs> Straight out of the <laughs> On the way the into school. Next to school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and they would, they would go to the office and, and want to call the local fur bear to see what the fur was worth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from the and, and that's kind of part of the problem. i get back to what Morgan says here in a second, but um, it's like there's so much attention put on it now where mm-hmm. you know it's like where it was one of those things where like it used to just kind of be like whatever yeah and nobody cared and nobody mm-hmm. got worked up and nobody was scared and nobody did anything stupid i mean obviously some things are going to happen here and there but sure now it's like there's so much attention put on it that it it's almost like it yeah. amplifies the negativity of it yeah because it really of does additional attention it really does and and i mean i remember the nba team the washington bullets now known as the washington wizards their owner changed the name because, oh, man, bullets are bad. Oh, gosh. No, bullets are the reason we have a freaking country. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we defend our country with bullets. Yeah. You know, and then he's just sending them unprompted, which I'm sure he got pressure here or there, but this was a long, long time ago. And it's like, really, that's that's what you're thinking. Bullets are bad. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, no. It was there, just... There's bad people that use bullets. Yeah. Okay. But that's really where it starts and ends with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, you know, back to Morgan's story, this is the reason why I want to talk about this, because there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have the same experience. So it's not about like, oh, you know, this guy's way more experienced or this guy got into it earlier or whatever, mm-hmm. because a lot of people didn't. Um, and it's important to understand how kids in in America are coming up and, and what their exposure is to it. So that story that you have is a story of, I would think, a whole lot more kids than the story that Andy and I have, because that's fewer and further between. Right. You know, in the more populated areas, in the suburbs and so on and so forth, the people have the stories like what you have. Yeah, Um, probably. I mean, it just, it just, Mm -hmm. being around it more now and being out here in the country and around guns now, it seems odd that that's the story. But when you say it like that, that's probably... Mm-hmm. Probably true, honestly. Yeah, I was just looking up a couple of numbers online earlier, and it, depending on where you read, it's anywhere from, well, it's roughly around 40% or so say that uh, they're gun owners, you mm-hmm. know? And there's probably some people not being honest and not divulging, but yeah. of, of the U.S. population. So if you think about that, um, if that's accurate, the majority of the U.S. population is not. So, you know, you've got that. Yeah. Go, it kind of goes back to that story that you have, like, your father was a gun owner but never really used it, may have known where the shells were, may not have, 
you know, it was probably almost like the guy that goes and golfs once every other year. Exactly. And you'll get invited to that, you know, just yeah. your group yeah. of friends, like one guy's going pheasant hunting, sweet place up in South Dakota, yep. you know, get your shotgun and go. I mean, right. it's it's a blast. So yeah. that's probably more or less what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, when you say it like that, it probably is like that going to play, you have a racket to go play tennis mm-hmm. or you have golf clubs, but you don't use it that often. Mm-hmm. But now there's so much surrounding guns and it's a thing, and it just makes it such a big deal, and it really right. wasn't back then. It right. wasn't. So, um, But I do remember you in high school. I mean, obviously, we'll ask you the same stuff, but um, shooting clays and being on the trap team mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. that was interesting to me, and honestly, I really enjoy doing that now. Oh, I'm not fun? that great at it because it's hard for me to get into sight real quick, but I really love doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's fun. Yeah, there's a lot of fun activities around So it. what was yours first experience? Like, do you remember your dad coming yep. home? Are you getting that gift? Was it a hand-me-down? What Or was it brand new? What was that story? I mean, as far as guns go, like, my first experience was because my dad was a police officer. Yeah, that's true. So he always had one on his belt. So, you know, you'd see him walking around with mm-hmm. it and <clears throat> seeing it, that, that gun, um, that duty weapon changed throughout the year throughout the years of what he was carrying, you know, from an older revolver to, you know, a modern semi-automatic. Because he was in for how many years and then retired? 35 or something or more. So the force gave him different... Yeah, and and each police department's different. I think they were, I think they were buying them. So I think he owned it or either he bought it after it was kind of like decommissioned or whatever, but um, in one way or another, he owned it. But yeah, the, the police department, in most police departments, will tell their guys, hey, here's your options. You know, which one do you want? And oh, it's, it's limited okay. to a certain, usually. Okay. Uh, but every police department is different. But um, that was my that was my first experience, you know, seeing that, definitely having some curiosity around just being a young boy, you know, seeing those guns. It was fun. We, we had, obviously, we all had toy guns, oh, you yeah. know, we're running around doing that kind of stuff. Um, you know, my first was definitely a BB gun. I did a lot of playing with a BB gun out here in the country. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had countless hours of going through the woods and <laughs> seeing a leaf that looked like it was a perfect target and shooting at it or, you know, whatever. Just by yourself, walking around, oh, yeah. shooting. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, uh, I'm in the same realm there. And you probably graduated from like a Red Rider, you know, lever action, yeah, yeah, one pump, yeah. to like the 10 pump to the 10 pump. <laughs> Pellet gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've been there too, but that, that 22 is what's really stuck with me. And that's where I felt like that was my mm-hmm. first quote unquote firearm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Rifle. And I learned so much from that BB gun in terms of just handling the gun, doing dumb stuff, you mm-hmm. know, walking around uh, in the woods, uh, you know, with the muzzle down and, and shoving it in the dirt because I slipped and then it's packed and it won't shoot anymore. And just learning those kinds of things where it's like, mm-hmm. these are all the things that you have to think about when you're out doing this, you know. Um, so, yeah, that. And then outside of that, it was my grandfather because he um, came up as, you know, as a hunter out of necessity to yeah. feed the family. Right. So he had your typical hunting guns, the, the shotguns and the, mm-hmm. and the high caliber rifles, um, for big game. Um, maybe, maybe a couple of like just real basic pistols, but I don't even really remember seeing those. It was all long guns. Um, 
And then I got to an age where he decided I'm going to start handing some of these things down to you. So my first two, <clears throat> what you would say, like real guns, like you're talking about, was a 22. Mm-hmm. Um, Winchester, I don't remember what model. Does it have the side, you put the bullets into the side? Uh, you put the bullets in the back of the stock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so you pull that out, <laughs> oh, pull yeah. that tube yep. out, Yep, load them that way. Um, shot the heck out of that gun. Old um, uh, scope on it. You know, learned mm-hmm. my first experience with the scope and learning how to dial that in. Thing was a tack driver. Uh, and then my godfather, who's also a police officer with my dad, gave me my first shotgun, single shot, 20 gauge. And that's what I hunted with first. Oh, okay. So I still have all of those. They'll get mm-hmm. handed down to our kids. Um, but those are my first experiences. And then just getting into the sport and out there with the shotgun dove hunting, with the um, the twenty two squirrel hunting, um, and just just learning the game. Uh, went did the the hunter safety, um, and then just graduated to the next the next level and eventually like you said high school shooting trap in high school that was a ton of fun yeah you actually have a couple different experiences there all kind of meshing into one Mm -hmm. you know where your father's you know with the force so those are military grade handguns Mm -hmm. uh then your your grandfather and and others they're more in the outdoors so like it was really just a natural thing for you then because you're just seeing it as a necessity on in this realm and that realm and everywhere else. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but and that's, seeing, you that's know, so far different than most people's experiences. So. Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be. And with dad carrying the gun every day, um, you know, just seeing that as an everyday tool, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, I'd say that, you know, I was, I was a very curious little boy in terms of, I, I, I want to shoot that thing. Like I want to get it mm-hmm. out. I want to learn how this works, you know, these kinds of things, but also the fact that, had so much exposure to it just on a day-to-day it was kind of like yeah okay yeah it is what it is right you know? so then how did your dad tame that i mean he talked to you about it and you just knew not to grab it or you know what i mean like yeah. what was that pro- okay yeah and yeah. um and when we moved out here when i was real young just target shooting in the backyard and whatever else dad would come out and yeah you know help with that and we'd do it and yeah just i thought it was the coolest thing I ever had a ton of fun with it I remember a police officer, and I don't believe it was, I think it was a county sheriff, but we were all real little. I want to say like I was a fourth grader or something, maybe, yeah, right around that age. So I, can, I can't quite remember all of this, but, uh, and I don't even think it was part of hunter safety. It was, it was for some get to know your, your officers or some type of thing. We we're down at the community hall, and he, he went on this talk about how dangerous handguns really are, you know, like can't just be wielding them around pointing them at things like those movie characters that are pointing the gun at you you know like this like that's Mm -hmm. not real you can't do that and he even touched on suicide Mm -hmm. he's like even if you're just dillying around and you point that at your head and you pull the trigger it's over don't worry about coming back don't worry about this it's it's over so like if you want to end your life do that and I'm like Jesus Christ, and you remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, he's scared to, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say he scared the hell out of me, but man, it Spooky. stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus, he's you know, and even it, and I think the the main thing there is not that I was thinking of committing suicide, but like if you're just toying around doing this, you could actually end your buddy's life, yeah. end your own life, right? You, you know, and yeah, so like sometimes, and I feel like that's lost a lot of times in modern day culture. 
uh, just being stern and just telling it how it is. Like, look, if for you, sure, you do that, and that, and by not telling the truth, by not just being upfront, um, you're you're leaving a lot of curiosity out there, or you're leaving a lot of gray space there for people to actually be scared of firearms. Like, if you know what's going on, if you know what's going on, then you don't have to be scared of it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting at. There. And that's what I, that's what, when I was talking about earlier, you know, where you'd see the pictures and the videos of these kids shooting these guns in, in, in gym class. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of exposure, our kids today are not getting that. So like you said, getting that curiosity out, yep. that wonder of how this works or what's going to happen or whatever. And when that instruction is going on, having someone that is... Uh, forward enough to be able to to say those things like that, uh, you know, deputy yeah. said to you guys. Yep. And there's a lot of folks out there today like that doing that. Yeah. It's just that it you know it feels more like in the more populated areas, the bigger schools, and so on and so forth. It's not, or it gets you know? condemned a little bit. It, yeah, it gets sounded out. Yeah, you know, like how dare you say something like that to my son, little Johnny here? Yeah, no, yeah. Johnny <laughs> needs to hear that. Yeah, yeah. right. Damn yeah. it. But I think if you, so for the one that's living in the city, my brain was just thinking about this. If you don't have a ton of experience with guns, you want your kid to, well, no one's technically supposed to be shooting a handgun till what, what age? So then you basically need, do they have these classes or courses for kids? Probably not for a handgun. So then that means you need to go do this with a rifle. So like, where is, what's the answer? You know, for someone that doesn't actually own a gun that wants their kid to get experience. I don't know. Based on what I've seen, um, most organizations aren't wanting a kid to be handling or shooting a gun until they're about that 12, around that 12 age. Um, And I think, you know, every kid's different. Like some of them are grown up enough to be able to do that when they're eight. Yeah. You know, and some probably not until they're 15. You know, like Mm -hmm. obviously there's a... Um, a lot of differences between people, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think people, you know, like you said, in the city environment, they, they just have to search out, um, local organizations that, that well, provide that kind of thing. And, and some that's kind of, uh, turned into just a monster around here in Nebraska anyway. And I wasn't real aware of it cause you know, I went to a smaller school, so I, you know, our, what we did was limited, you know, you had track and field in the spring, football in the fall, basketball in the winter, right? Yeah. Baseball in the summer. Uh, so there's more opportunities, you know, when you get to class B, class A, you know, and that's considered 5A or 4A for our surrounding states around us for a comparison. But Nebraska hosts the trap, shoot, and skeet finals for and one of the biggest meets for high schoolers. Uh, and some of our teams are elite. Mm-hmm. And these are women's teams, too. That'd be fun to see. Here in Omaha, yeah. that have some great teams way out west in the Panhandle, McCook, Scotts Bluff. They have excellent teams the Kearney area has a number of really good high school teams and and like i'm saying boys and girls and they compete at a, on a national level and they also host some of the biggest meets uh in the nation uh huh. so pretty pretty cool deal but that's a great way you know uh that i think gun culture <laughs> has gone about introducing firearms and teaching our youth how to be safe how not to be scared and God damn it, how to protect yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick story. Uh, uh, you probably get the journal from the NRA, too, or mm. not. Yeah. Um, and there's always that front page, you know, stories of when guns do come into play in self-protection, mm-hmm. and they, they do it right. And this was years ago in Montana. A little 12-year-old girl 
I was left home alone. And uh, she was really good. I mean, she was like top 10, top 20 in the nation as far as her age as shooting skeet, mm. shooting <laughs> blue rock. And a guy tripped out on meth, broke into the house, started running up the stairs. And she told him, don't come up the stairs or you will get it. And he said, I'm coming. And she got down on one knee, placed it perfectly, blasted the dude, killed him. Really? But God damn it. Think if she wouldn't have had that wherewithal, mm-hmm. if she wouldn't have known how to protect herself, mm-hmm. what could have happened there? Yeah. 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 Like, That's God dang, you know? Yep. yep. And, and not, but you like what you're saying, Ben, not everybody is ready for that. Yep. Not every, and who knows how she's doing right now? Like her mental yeah. health, like that would yeah. affect me. Yep. Oh, for sure. You know, but, but she's alive. But she's alive. And yep. I'd rather have her alive than some junkie. And, and she's alive struggling with, potentially struggling with, Mm-hmm. How that went down, yep. but she'll get past it. But she's not struggling with having gotten beat up, right? Or even worse, raped or whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the that's the fact. That, uh, that is a fact. It, I think um, you know. Back to that original question, Morgan, that you were asking. People, people want to. There's people who probably want to learn more. I I think so. And they don't know they don't. where to go yeah. and what to do. Um, it's. I think like anything else, but for some reason with guns in particular, it's intimidating to try to figure out where do you start. And I don't, and it's an odd tim- intimidation because I don't feel the people that own guns are the ones that are intimidating. I really don't. Yeah. I don't feel that way. You know, there might be some aggressive bumper stickers or stuff like that out there. Yeah. You know, Second Amendment t-shirts and Again, stuff like that. Again, that's the f- that's the 15%, you know, that you talked yeah, about in the beginning. exactly. The the the. I think what's intimidating is like, you know, where do you start and do you, okay, there's, I know there's a local gun store down here or a, or a Cabela's or a Bass Pro or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do? Am I going to go to the gun counter and start asking questions? I don't know what to ask. Are they going to make me feel like a fool? And a lot of people unfortunately do. I you mean, know? honestly, that's like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't just go, I don't know. It's intimidating to me. I wouldn't just go to Cabela's and I've been around it for years with you. I wouldn't, I still just don't know some of probably the basic things Mm -hmm. and I don't love that so back to your point yes it is it can be intimidating and where do you start so people have to I relate to that you just have to decide like if it's something that you really want to do unfortunately this is just this is all there is to it if it's something that you really want to learn about you just have to stay persistent and figure out how to learn about Mm -hmm. it and find people who are in your neighborhood or in your friend circle, whatever, there's probably more of them than you realize mm-hmm. that, as you said, Andy, are gun owners and are willing and excited to share their knowledge and their experience. Right. You know. Right. I, I, I mean, that was a big part of why I, you know, made Chasing the Dream TV, you know, our, our hunting and fishing show. Yeah. So I could share that experience with as many people that I can get to tune in. And our my favorite episodes that we do is when we take kids out hunting or fishing, or you know, uh, <laughs> we uh, try to take you know first time females, women out, hunting, yeah. you know, get them their first experience. That for me is like more exciting a lot of times than me getting a big buck or whatever, or tagging out like, uh, but getting to see people's reaction to their their first deer or the first turkey, you know, whatever. Mm. It's just. It's almost magical. I, I can't even explain it. Or even just their first time out shooting. Yeah. Like just getting a feel it's for fun. that and hitting a target for the first time and getting close and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it is. It's fun. Um, 
anytime I get the chance to do that, like it, it comes up in general conversations sometimes when you're hanging out with people, someone who's not a gun owner, you know, there's a lot of interest in having, um, you know, pistols for self-defense, mm-hmm. but they just don't know where to start. And then they realize, oh, wait, this guy knows a little bit. And I'm by no means an expert. I just know, mm-hmm. like, just from what we've done, I'm not formally trained or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love to talk to them about it and share with them and show them my experience and take them to the gun room and show them, here's all the different ones that I have and how these work. And let's go out on the range and put all this together and teach you how to be as safe as possible and try all these things out and see how it feels for you and see if you're comfortable or if you're not, you know, and that's what people need. Oh, yeah. And how many people have you like just straight up turned on to a shooting blue rock, shooting skeet, mm-hmm. and then they go out and buy their own shotgun? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I can think of a couple of my really good buddies in college that they grew up in Omaha, you know, I met them in college. And they they just thought my lifestyle was a hoot, mm-hmm. you know. Here's this guy throwing calves, you know, working cows and stuff. Um, and then I took him to a range uh, here in Omaha, you know. We just, you know, pull and throws the, you know, that disc out there. And I mean, I don't know if there's a better feeling than this shattering. It's that, so right? fun. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, that's going. He goes, well, you got another box of shells? Could we stay for another hour? <laughs> you know, like. Yep. And I, I mean, I can think of a couple of guys just off the top of my head that I turned on to such a point to where they went out and bought their own 12 gauge so it's 100 percent one of those sports one of those activities where you got to find some kind of mentor and then Mm -hmm. you know kind of get slowly into it and learn because there is a lot to learn it makes it does it makes me feel more comfortable when i'm with you there's no way i would just go do it by myself Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. you know yay good for ashley like she's all about it can do it but it there was probably that period when she first started that she didn't and that's definitely where I'm at. I'm not saying I'm going to be going any competitions or anything soon, but I still would love to get a deer, use it more, feel more comfortable. Um, and, I mean, honestly, the girls and Joel, they they enjoy it. I definitely think Elise does a little bit probably more than Haley, but maybe she's had more experience with it. And uh, Joel just loves well and that kind of goes to the it. point of it's like, not it's not for everybody with their age you yeah know? like yeah that's true Haley, our middle daughter she'll, she'll go out and she'll shoot and that's yeah. you know whatever she kind of does it here and there but it's not something she gets excited about mm-hmm. she's not really into it right and, and it's like I mean, that's like anything else like she's 17 she's it's not, not a, everybody yeah. this isn't for everybody no you know what i mean but it but it but it needs to be accessible um and that kind of brings me to my next question um before we move on to anything else that you guys want we talked about how you got introduced and um, how you learned about them and so on and so forth. I'm curious about the next generation. So what is your plan, if you have one or if you've thought about it much or maybe you've already started, to introduce your children to the firearms? Because your kids are younger. Right. Uh, well, your oldest is how old? Uh, gee whiz. He, he just started his first day of first grade. So he's probably what? Six, okay. six, turning seven. Yeah. Okay, so I was going to say seven. Early, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little guy. Um but man, he he really does just love the outdoors. Like mm-hmm. this kid, we can't get him out of there. He just always wants to be in the woods. His new thing is he likes watching YouTubers that have like fishing nets and go to ponds and catch minnows and mm-hmm. stuff and then look at them. And then he goes out and he does that, which I'd rather him do that than watch YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I bought him a net. So go get it. Go, you go yeah. get it, <laughs> you know. Um, so I already think there's that curiosity factor in there and that love for the outdoors where it's going to be pretty easy for me uh, when he when when he's a sixth grader, when he's turning eleven or twelve, for me to you know have a twenty two or some kind of a small caliber 
you know, rifle under the tree. But will you take him out with you to experience it without a gun? Oh, before then, well, or well, yeah. I mean, we're, okay. we're already in. You know, we already enjoy the outdoors, and yeah. we do a lot of fishing. You know, already. So I, that's where I'm coming from. Is I think he already has that love for the outdoors, and you know, Ashley, she's a biologist and all yeah. that stuff. So she's all into it as well. Um, so I mean, my plan is just do what my father did. I guess. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think. And if he doesn't take to it and he's not big into pheasant hunting or deer hunting, whatever. That's like right. you guys said, everybody's it's their fine. own person. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yep. Does he have, have you experienced like any curiosity with the guns at all? He freaking loves nerf, nerf guns and yeah. water guns. He loves them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But does he ever see like the, the, the real guns and ask you about it or come yeah. around if you're cleaning or you, you come home from a hunt or whatever? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a curious mm-hmm. boy. And uh, that's where that that's a responsibility on us. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, good God, he he wants to always be breaking into my office and then get into the safe, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, I always you, that's a responsibility that you have to have as a gun owner to make sure that your safe is closed and locked and right. this and that. But damn it, Ozzy, he'll he'll <laughs> the one time it's not, he figures it out. And that's what people have you to know? realize, you know, from a gun ownership standpoint, and. and most responsible gun ownership owners do mm-hmm. is that it doesn't really matter what you think your kid knows or doesn't know or what they're into or not into. Like those things have to be locked up or secured yeah. in one way or another because yep. you just never know. I mean, yeah. they might have a buddy over that that feels completely different than they do and you don't realize it or, you know, there's a hundred yeah. different scenarios. There, there really is. And I mean, that's part of, you know, the hunter safety course that, mm-hmm. that is so invaluable. Um, and I mean, there's, there's going to get to a point here and it's, it's still down the road, but I mean, we're going to have to teach Ozzy how to load a gun, load a handgun. And, you know, if it's just him and his two little sisters at home and, you know, we're out or we're working, I got a late game, whatever. I mean, he's, he's got to be able to be like that little girl in Montana and protect himself. Yeah. Have that, have that confidence. Yes. That control. Yep. You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Be measured, understand what's happening, understand yep. what's going on. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, that that makes me feel better, <laughs> you know, as a parent. Yeah. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yeah. with Joel's, our boys, he's 11, almost 12. So, he's at that age we're talking mm-hmm. about. So, what is his, when did you purchase his gun? And I do remember you taking him in the field. Just to learn to carry it with blanks. Yeah, he's been, right? I mean, he's been into guns a whole a lot more time. than the girls yeah. ever were. And is um, that, do you think, a boy thing? I, I don't want to be like, oh, I think boy in girl, general, but like... <laughs> in general it is. Okay. I mean, I mean I, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. I mean, but... you're not going to say 100% one yeah. way or another. But in general, it seems that boys, and it's probably, again, like how they're brought up. You know, there's probably a whole other story behind that. You know, like they get there's their guns. And... I, yeah, I could run down a big yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> runway here. <laughs> but uh, regardless, he's had a lot of interest in that and always has. So, you know, for me, yes, he got a BB gun at a very young age, mm-hmm. and he was shooting those. Um, and then we, his first that we bought was a, a 410 Mossberg pump, small youth gun, mm-hmm. that when he got it, it was really even too long for him being a youth gun. It you was. Know, he had trouble holding it up. A little too heavy. Yeah. Um, but you knew that. I remember you saying that. Yeah, I just wanted him to get a feel for like the action and how it works mm-hmm. and all the moving pieces and all that, so we did. 
Um, and then after about a year or so where he had the strength to carry it and hold it and so on and so forth, we would go out bird hunting and I would bring him, I'd let him carry that gun, but we would load those, they call them like snap caps. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, so that you can pull the trigger and you can cycle the gun and pull the trigger again if you need to and cycle the gun or whatever. So he could get used to that Mm -hmm. action. But really it was more about getting used to carrying that thing in the field. Because yeah. I remember him coming home and being like, "Ooh, it's kind of heavy," yeah. or like, "Yeah." So, we, so we'd go know? through all that. We'd be walking. We'd be walking the field. Hey, you like a tired Joel, right? Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. <laughs> and I'd have Wear my, out. I'd have my eye on him, and you know, if I saw anything, I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, get that you know, barrel watch down. Watch where that's pointing. Yeah. Yep, watch, watch what you're doing here. Keep an eye on that. Watch for that hole there, because if you trip and you fall and you hit the trigger, and you know, just mm-hmm. going through all that, all that stuff, but knowing all well that it was in a safe, yeah. you know, environment. Yeah. But that's just how, how we've chose to do it. And now he, um, you know, he shoots trap here and there. He does a decent yeah. job at it. He's say, a, he better be a state champion, right? At least a qualifier, <laughs> right? Yeah, trap team? Yeah. That would be go. cool. Yeah. yeah. I think he wants to. I mean, he's talked about it, but and that's it's time, time. It's time for his uh, for his next gun, like for that, for to graduate from that little mm-hmm. 410 yeah. and to take the hunter safety course and start really getting into it. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. And you already laid such a great foundation with the BB guns. And mm-hmm. you just reminded me of like when I was 10, 11, mm-hmm. nine years old, uh, I got to tag along with dad and the boys or deer season, but they let me took, take my, my pellet gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, one guy uh, that we picked up from here to took him, take him there, you know, help him out. Uh, he's like, oh, I see you got another deer rifle in here. And, and it was just my really nice BB gun. I'm like, hell yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was so cool. Yeah, because he thought I was a deer rifle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he thought you were cool, too. I, I was I was one of the boys. In that moment, I was one of the boys. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, from a, I think from a, a hunting standpoint in the family and stuff like that, that's all of the stuff that I really had. Um, did you guys have anything else that came up that you were thinking about? I will say that that for folks that are are curious and maybe just want to learn more and maybe even get into it a little bit, you know, or just have the peace of mind to have a handgun or a shotgun in their home, uh, a lot of that stigma where you used to go to a shooting rink or a gun store and you would kind of get the cold shoulder or looked at sideways, a lot of that's gone now. It's a very welcoming community. I can think off the top of my head two or three joints here in the greater Omaha area that they're very welcoming. There's no stupid questions. They're not going to make you feel dumb. Um, so if you know nothing, I would I would just, like you said, Ben, do a little bit of homework, maybe pick out a, a, a shooting alley, a rink or whatever, or, a, you know, your, your local community outdoor gun store. And, and they won't, for the most part, most of these people are really welcoming, and they know that education is, is the big thing. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be as, as t- intimidated now as maybe I would have been 15, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming more widespread for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. How's the bullet situation? Because, right, there was like the whole, I mean, are those coming <sighs> back around and or is it still hard to find I mean, I think it's a depending lot on the better gun? better today than okay. it was. Like a year ago yeah, or yeah, a year and a half? Okay. I, I mean, I don't know enough about that, so that's why I was asking with that. It is a lot better now okay. than it was. Uh, and and we, we talked a little bit, you know, pre-pod uh, about the 80-20 rule, how, you know, 20% of the people consume 80% of this good or yes. that good or whatever, you know, and it goes for everything, you know, buying new cars, buying alcohol, whatever, 20% does that. So I feel like 20% of, you know, some of the gun owners kind of hoard 
<laughs> a lot of the ammunition yeah. out there. Yeah. So there was that happening. And then in, in 2020, everything was out yeah. for a while. Right. So that was also part a big part of it. Okay. Um, and now I feel like everything's kind of gotten back. It to, does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I just didn't know for like people thinking there's still not a ton of bullets. Oh, it's going to be expensive or I'm wasting my neighbors or whatever. So that was where kind of and my like, head went. Like anything else, I mean, it is expensive right now. Mm-hmm. It mean, is. It all costs yeah. way more than it yep. used to. Okay. Yeah. But there is a little bit more Well, and so does everything else. But yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The availability is back. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Yep. Yep. Um, last thing I have here to kind of close out on is we, we touched on a little bit the um, kind of the self-defense piece. And I wanted to know what kind of your perspective is, Andy, on um, on like concealed carry and just the this, the whole self-defense thing in general. I mean, I think you've touched on it through this podcast, so mm-hmm. folks probably get it. But what do you what do you think about that? Well, on my extreme end, I wish everybody carried all the time. Mm-hmm. I think the safest safest place in Omaha right now is down at that Seymour Smith Park where the fellas are shooting Blue Rock right now. Mm-hmm. And they even serve beer there. So after you go out, shoot a box or two, uh, you can sit down and have a beer. And that was the place that I took a couple of my buddies to for the first time. And, and they're at that stage where they're still like on the edge, like, oh, the guns are bad. And they're like, oh, my God, all these guns, somebody could get robbed. I'm like, this is the last place you're going to get robbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he thought about it. I could just see it working. Like, you're right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like no one's going to rob a guy with a shotgun that knows how to use it, let alone an entire hall full of guys with shotguns. So um, I feel like, oh, what's that saying? Uh, a well-armed society is a polite society. Mm-hmm. So I'd like more people to be out there with a carry conceal. Uh, I love uh, a lot of things about Texas. I hate their football teams. Um, <laughs> but as far right. as, you know, as far as uh, their carry conceal and their open carry type uh, laws, uh, I like what Texas has going on in that regard. And I wish more states would come around to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you carry once in a while? I mean, same with you, Ben. I mean, when it just I, depends. When I worked a day job in Omaha and I had to be bouncing around all the place and work with the public, I carried every day. You did? I did. Okay. And and I had a an Under Armour type of undershirt and it had a holster here and here on each side. And I just had one little nine millimeter that was loaded with like 10 rounds, self-defense rounds. Um, and if ever we got sent to like a an area of the town or we had to work with the demographic of people that were like, we don't know, I always got on that. I was always put on that call. And I know that's why was because I, they knew that I was a, a carry conceal guy. And if something were to go south, at least I'd be able to help our team out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I think my perspective is very similar to yours. That I think everyone should explore that a hundred percent. I think that you need you need to explore it, and you need to spend a bunch of time training and mm-hmm. really getting yeah. to know that weapon before you actually go to the actual concealed carry like go go to the concealed carry class and get it and get it done because i'm telling you i've been through a couple of them mm-hmm. anybody can pass it mm-hmm. okay it's not that tough you know you sit there you do your test you listen to the instructor depending on what instructor you get there's a lot of really good ones there's probably a lot of them that blow through it um but just from that class 
What I want to tell people is that you are not ready to start carrying a weapon. Mm -hmm. And you told me that. I remember that. Yeah. Not thinking I thought I could carry, but that was really good that you said that. If you have a background in it, if you came up and all this, and then you're just taking the class as a formality because you already know, you already are comfortable, fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're one of these people that's new getting into it, which a lot of people are, and 100% encourage it, take that class, get through that, get your weapon, get some shooting, and then spend time before you start yeah. carrying. But when you say spend time, explain what that is. I, to me, you had said you should have these blanks, right? You should be able to be grab your gun, load it quick, know this, know that. Like that's what you mean, spending to, time to, with your gun. Yeah, to me, no. It's like it's like anything else. Just go through the motions. So get out there every chance you get to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, in a safe mm-hmm. environment yeah. where everything's controlled mm-hmm. so that you can just get used to that handling, the mechanical action, how all this stuff works. You're going to run into things that a lot of people don't realize. The gun's going to jam. You know, you're going to have a misfire. You're going to have all all these different things that are going to mm-hmm. happen that, that need to happen so that you can get a really good understanding of that. Yeah. Yeah. And until you feel super confident that you can handle that thing top to bottom, don't start carrying it. I mean, in my opinion, don't don't conceal carry it. Like it's because you're not going to be ready. Because what's going to happen is, you know, they say you get in these these crazy situations, and they say, um, oh, you know, the guy's going to rise to the occasion, or the lady's going to rise to the occasion. Mm. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, you're going to fall back on your training. Mm-hmm. Is what's going to happen. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to rise to the occasion. Where this isn't a freaking movie. No, you you're know? exactly right. Uh, yeah. So whatever that level of training is that you have, understand that that's what you're going to fall back to. Mm-hmm. So if it's little to nothing, that's what's going to happen. The gun's probably going to get yeah. taken from you. Or get used on you. Right, yeah. yeah. So I just want I want to encourage people that listen to this to just say, you know, look, do it. Get in it. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything that we can help with, shoot us a message. I'll point you in the right direction. But get very comfortable with that piece before you start oh, and that's getting a, into that. That's a fantastic message. And you remind me that our, my instructor that I had, uh, he said that. He straight up said, this should be the beginning yeah. uh, of you and your training, not the end. You got to now, now it's on you, uh, you know, to go to the shooting ring, you know, to put some to rounds. Spend through, time. Yeah. To spend the time. Yeah. To spend the time. Huh. Yeah. No, I think that's a great, uh, I think that's a great message. So good way to kind of finish it out unless you guys got anything else i'm hoping that uh really the whole point of this was that people will get some perspective again some common folk perspective Mm -hmm. from people who have grown up around it from people who didn't get involved in it until they were you know really at all until they were 18 20 years old um you know and 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 just what it's what it is for us in our Mm day-to-day life and it's nothing more than just another thing it is, you're exactly right. You, you remind me of that little jingle. It's never too late to learn to read. Remember yeah. those commercials? Yeah. yeah. It's never too late to learn how to handle a gun. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's a more welcoming community than maybe the, the picture gets painted. And so I don't want people to be intimidated. And I get it. Like, my experience is way different than most. Okay? And, yeah. and it'd be very easy to not be freaked out by guns, to just be like, oh, they're fine with my experience. But I understand that that is... Probably, you know, 90% of the population, does they don't grow up in a town of 200 people, yep. you know, on a farm outside of that. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everyone well, comes stuff. from different spots and, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
to your point, I do truly feel that when you've said that a couple times now, that I think the industry, if people were to just walk in, I mean, people are super delightful Mm -hmm. at Cabela's, at gun stores. They're not going to be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. I I truly believe what you're saying Mm -hmm. and that it's probably changed in the last 15, 20 years for sure. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be that intimidating. So I'm even needing to probably take my own advice a little bit more and um, get outside more and take that initiative too. So Mm -hmm. Next girls weekend. Next girls weekend, right? Right. Take them to the range. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we should do. Petties first. Yeah. (laughs) Not Vegas. (laughs) Keep those nails short. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Get them in the... Oh, geez. All right, man. Okay, well, well cool. this was good. good Thanks, deal. guys. Folks, right. we we need folks to uh, to follow the show, mm-hmm. like, subscribe, leave comments, do all the things, whatever the platform is that helps it's us growing. out a lot. It's so huge to subscribe. Yeah. Give us a like. Give us a follow. That's such a big deal. You know, we're trying to grow. We're trying to get this message out there for all the common folks out there. And you're spot on, Ben. Just give us a like. Give us a follow. Help us in that mission. 100%. 100%. All right, cool. We you guys right, done? boys. Yep. We're done. Thanks for listening, folks. Peace. All right. Appreciate it.